welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I am your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Colborn. And today's episode is brought to you by Tuple. Tuple. Thank, Thank you, Tuple, you, for Rook. sponsoring the show. Um, and it is not brought to you by Zoom. Dude, Zoom dropped the ball. Today, hard. Uh-huh. Uh, and Tuple picked it up, I tell you. Mm-hmm. You know how people say, screwed the pooch? I do. I used to know a guy who would say, fuck the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me really uncomfortable every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that... Um, for some reason, you know screw, that the, screw the pooch doesn't make me as uncomfortable. Do you remember that Blink-182 song about screwing a pooch? No. Oh, I, I want to screw a pooch in the... Nah. It's not screw the pooch. Let's, it's let's the move other, on. Let's move on. It's the on. other words, let's but move. like literally it's like... Dude, Caleb, this could be someone's first episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. Is this the podcast we want to have them encounter for their first episode? Yes. I, I brought us here. I take responsibility. Yeah, you did. All right. Um, all oh. right. We'll just, just get right into it. We'll just get right hard into it. Daniel Colburn. I'm your host, Daniel Colburn. Oh, right. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, I'm great, Caleb. How are you? Daniel, I caught two fish today. You caught two fish? I caught two fish. Or the big fish, little fish? Big fish, Daniel. Big, two big fish? And I lost four fish. You lost four. Daniel. We got two. Oh, my gosh, Daniel. Do Daniel, you, can we do you just eat talk the fish or do you return the fish to the sea? I return them to the sea. But they, dude, oh my gosh, man. My tackle is too light, as you know. Like I'm fishing with like four pound test, which is stupid for Amateur the kind of ship. fish. Seriously, yeah. for the kind of fish that I'm trying to get here. Uh-huh. I hook into this beast mode fish. Huge freaking thing mm-hmm. that just like feels that he's like, it's like, oh my gosh, something's up. And he loses his mind. And just like leaps out of the water three feet probably huge freaking fish and just destroys everything just takes it rips it all away my whole line all my tackle and leaps another like three feet onto the bank and starts flopping around and then goes back in the water and swims away laughing at me but I did. Have I you did ever, land have you ever seen like when a dog gets super anxious and like jumps around and then manages to get out of its collar Mm-mm. you've never seen a dog get out of their no. collar well that no. sounds like what happened that's exactly what happened the I'm dog got out of fish i have more dog it's the same thing dude you have a leash mm-hmm. you need to make sure the leash is strong enough so when the dog freaks out you don't lose the dog yeah um you know that kind of thing so that's that's yeah. what we're dealing with but yeah daniel the curse is broken i know you've been following my fishing career but I Things have. have been slow. So wait, today was we a good haven't day. we haven't spoken about the fishing cheating. <laughs> what you know about the cheating and fishing? No. Oh yeah, the lead or whatever. The lead, the, but then yeah. there was also fish. They were stuffing the right. fish with fish, like fillets, fillets of, of fish. fish. Why do they have fillets inside the fish? I guess because it's f- less. It looks like it might be fi- like if they cut the fish open, they might just see. Oh, it looks all like fish in there. Right. Dude, we must have talked about this. We didn't talk about it. Um, for the listener, I don't know who the guy is. I don't really follow competitive bass fishing, but this like reigning champ of bass fishing, you know, like bass tournaments are all about the weight of your bass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's for like context, the, these are like big boy tournaments, like hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. 
Money, money. Yeah, and these are boats, like NASCAR like looking boats. fishermen. You win boats and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So this, I think it's like three or five fish. The top ones you catch, it's like the cumulative weight of those fish is like how you rank. Correct. So this dude's stuffing lead balls in the fish mm-hmm. and also fish fillets in the fish. Yeah. Um, probably to make them look fatter so they're not just really heavy and not fat. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. And he's winning these tournaments by stuffing fish. How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, that's what is th- wrong with these people? Well, he's oh being gosh. charged with felonies now. Yeah, good. Like felony fraud. Because he presumably, if we've doing it this time, he's probably done it in the past. And he's won a lot. And he's won hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of prizes. And is he saying like, no, I swear this is the first time. I haven't followed up on his bullshit, but like, who cares? How embarrassing. Saying? This guy is dead. Yeah. That dude. is so embarrassing. And imagine like your whole bit is the like, shame. I'm really good at fishing. And then like. And you're not. So, you know, there's been a lot of cheating scandals, Caleb. Has there? Are you familiar with all the cheating scandals? No. Okay. Let me catch you up on the three big ones. Number one, the fishing guy. Okay. Number two, chess. Do you know about the chess cheating scandal? No. Oh, my God. So Magnus Carlsen, reigning world champion of chess. Okay. Uh, Norwegian, probably about our age, like late 20s, early 30s. I'd say he's probably like 33 now. Okay. Um, genius Norwegian chess player. Okay. Um, he's playing at the Sinkfield Cup, which is a, one of the most prestigious tournaments uh, in chess. It's, in, it's at the St. Louis Chess Club. Um, okay. And he's playing this young grandmaster named Hans Niemann, American grandmaster. Okay. Uh, 19 years old. Hans wow. Niemann is playing black. Magnus is playing white. Um, traditionally, well, not traditionally, just statistically, the white player has a massive advantage because they get to move first, which means they basically mm. dictate the tempo of the game. Okay. You know, so generally in these situations, like if you're a lower rated player, playing a higher rated player as black you're playing for a draw like you're just trying to not get demolished right really what happens is hans neiman absolutely wipes the floor with him okay as black which is unbelievable this is very interesting it's very it's extremely trying to anticipate how you would cheat in chess he has not lost a game as black in years hans neiman no, Magnus Carlsen. Magnus the, Carlsen. The world champion. Gotcha, Hasn't lost right. a game as black. Uh, or like a real. Right. He's lost blitz match. games as like five minute games as black. But yeah, yeah. a real match. He has not lost a game as black in like four years. But I thought you said he was white for this match. He was white. Okay. Or, yeah, sorry. He hasn't lost a game as white. to The, okay. the player who was black has not beat him. Yes, that's yeah. what I meant. He hasn't lost right. a game with the white pieces. Okay. In like four years. Yeah. This is the first time. Breaks his streak. Yep. Um, Very sad. It day puts for... to death a thing that he was doing, which was to try and get the highest chess rating ever. Okay. Because by losing this game, he lost a ton of points. Uh. Um, and uh, generally, it's insane. It's wild. Okay. Magnus leaves the in-person chess game. Yep. And resigns from the tournament. Just drops out of the tournament. And then mm. he tweets a picture or a video of a famous like soccer manager saying, I want to say something, but if I say something, I'm in big trouble. 
What? That That's his tweet. It's a video of this soccer manager saying, I want to say something, but if I say something, I'm in big trouble. Come on. And so everyone is like, he's saying say he cheated. It. He's saying he cheated. Like, Why would he say that? Just this is all of the chess sphere saying like he is implying that this kid cheated and that's why he's dropping out. Oh. But he can't say that he cheated because there's like, if you say that, now he's going to sue you and then now you have to go to court and defend that. Right? Okay. Who's um, going to sue who? The kid who's being accused of cheating. He would sue Magnus for saying he cheated. For defamation and potential okay. lost revenue, lost sponsorships, all these other things. Right? Okay. All right. Um, so that's like where it starts over time. It comes out chess.com, which is the major online chess website. Yeah. Uh, comes out and says, we just a heads up. We banned Hans Neiman for cheating on chess.com in a money match, like in a tournament with real money prizes. Yeah. Uh, we banned him like last year. He's cheated twice. How do you cheat in chess? Uh, so computers are better at chess than people are. Okay. So you can, if you have access to any form of communication from a computer, you can know the best move. Okay. okay. Um, I so if you can mm. somehow be communicated with. So does he have like move. a pocket chess so little this is, game in his, so, you know, like one of those solitaire games with no backlight? So the... Um, nothing come on well, not even getting, a juggle trust me we're getting there okay. <laughs> trust me we're getting there um so during the um so the chess.com stuff like that was online chess right okay. so like obviously you can cheat in online chess right who can't of course but they banned him because they have a lot of analysis they had they are analyzing their moves they're saying well what percentage of your moves were like the perfect engine move right yeah versus like normal players and like what's the variance like the best players in the world will have one or two 100% games in their career. Um, yep. This guy had 10 of them in two years mm-hmm. and a lot of games over 90%, which is also incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. Um, there was times where there would be a very critical move where he found a very difficult to find engine move right after uh, his browser tab lost focus and then regained focus. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? So like they have all this analytic data. Where they know, like, you alt-tabbed away from the website before finding a really difficult-to-find move, like, hundreds of times. You're cheating. Um, Wow. So, anyway, they banned him. He then said, I only cheated twice. It was these two times that I got contacted by Chess.com. Like, I was 12 and 16 years old. I was just fucking around. My bad. Then Chess.com later puts out, like, a giant manifesto that was like, actually, no. Here's all the data we have. Here's, like all the statistical analysis we've done on this data that proves that you cheat all the fucking time, like is crazy. Um, So then there's a question of how do you cheat in person? Uh, Elon Musk tweeted and said, this kid had a vibrating butt plug in his ass (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was being controlled by someone outside of the chess hall or something. That's hilarious. Which is funny. But yeah, there's like, how do you cheat in chess over the board? And so there have been proof of concepts that people have made that are like, these vibrating devices that go in your shoe. Okay. Um, and then someone can like trigger it. There was a live feed of the game. Yeah. So if you had, if you could like get any sort of a wireless signal to someone in the room, like yep. you could buzz into their shoe with Morse code or some shit. Right. Um, 
So anyway, uh, he has now sued, uh, Hans Neiman has now sued Magnus Carlsen, Hikaru Nakamura, who is one of the best chess players in the world and also like a big content creator who talked about this a lot on stream, um, and chess.com for a combined $400 million. Wow. Uh, and so that's going to be real interesting. Wow. So I that's thought... the chess cheating scandal. That's wild. Then the next, like two days later, the phishing thing came out. Okay. And then like a week or two after that, a very big, like potential poker cheating scandal came out. Hmm. So anyway, it's cheating all around. Cheating all around. It must be something in the air. Yeah. I think it's COVID. COVID makes you cheat. Well, I think people are doing a lot of things online and maybe online it's easier to cheat. And so then they got accustomed to cheating and then they came back in person and now they're cheating. I'm trying to, is it like cheaters are cheaters and they get pretty far because they're cheaters and then they get like super far and they just never stop and then we catch them. Or is it like people are really good at something and once you're at that high level, it's just too good to resist you're like or like i can't lose i made it this far so you know i don't know what do so, you think well this is interesting because we have a lot of statistical analysis of hans neiman's gameplay mm. to figure out how good of a player he actually is yeah um and if you take the average of the games so like there's a bunch of uh there's a bunch of different statistics that are interesting to look at right but if you take the games where we think he didn't cheat yeah right and look at them he plays like about like 2100 level chess which is good chess yeah but he's ranked 2700 hmm. like he's ranked like top 100 yeah masters it's pretty in interesting like right and this like fishing fellow stuff in his fish he still had to catch like big fish. Yeah, he has caught fish. Like, he he can clearly catch fish for sure. Can fish. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I uh, you know, yep. Cheating, cheating, cheating is, cheating is something. It's out there, it? man. Cheating. It is man. out there. Um. Yeah. All, right, all right. Quick follow up to the things that I didn't hear, didn't hear about at all. Since our last episode, one, uh, shout out to all of the British and European developers who told me all the reasons that getting underpaid is cool. Um, <laughs> they told me it, they told me it was fine. Oh, really? And that they prefer it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to y'all. More power to you. Uh, sounds fun. Um, number two, shout out to everybody who sent me that one funny FFmpeg video. It is very funny. I saw it. Did I send it to you? You sent it to me. Dorinda okay. sent it to me. Everybody sent it to me. Hold yeah, on. I received it Dude, like Dude, why do we record times. these things when my brain is broken? Sometimes my brain is not working well. I think it's just tiredness because mm -hmm. I was fishing all day mm -hmm. um, and probably hunger and things. But yeah, my brain can't even recollect the FFmpeg video. Was it a it's, fireship video? No, it's just a guy doing like... Oh yeah, FFmpeg. It's so great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, guy, that it, guy. What's the guy's that hu human something? Um it was programmers funny. are human or something. Have you seen yeah. his videos? I haven't seen his other videos. Dude, they're funny. Like it, he I I subscribed to him. I got wind of him a while ago. But there was like, lots of good bits in there, like just like random like video glitches yeah. and like funny. F right, yeah. They just yeah, like yeah. messed up the like de interlacing problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, Dude, it was a funny video funny. that I received from every person who's ever met me. So that was cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I think those are my big points of... Oh, and then uh, people... Chris Chris <laughs> sent me the uh, app Do, which is apparently a reminders app that does annoy you until you make it stop, which is yep. one of the things that I asked for. Right. Um, um, I'm, I'm going to look up that FFmpeg really quick so that we can actually like... Put it in tell, the show notes. Re- well, you know, verbally. FFmpeg, YouTube video we're gonna ver- verbally put it in the show notes right yeah just so that somebody knows this guy's <laughs> name oh uh, whatever keep going um yeah this boss man chris sent you he sent me the the app do which i haven't actually started playing with yet but okay uh, we interrupt this broadcast programmers are also human that's uh-huh. the youtuber that is the video the YouTuber. is interview with ffm peg enthusiast <laughs> in 2022 <laughs> Okay, back to you, George. Um, he sent me the the app Do, which is cool. So if anyone's looking for, remind like not using the clock app as your reminders app, then you can try the app Do. Right. Um, it doesn't fulfill like it doesn't meet my number one criteria that we established for a productivity tool. It doesn't do the thing for you. Yeah. So that's to true. me, it's useless right now. If it doesn't actually do the thing that I need done, yeah, then it's I don't care. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have a couple thingamajigs I want to talk about. One of them is probably the coolest innovation in Laravel uh, technique that I have come across in many, many years. Wow. Holy wet appetite, Daniel. Wait, wait. Okay, let's. can you put all the topics on a table before we pick one? Yes. Uh, there is my failed interview right. about which I, I tweeted. really want to talk about that for sure. Uh, and then there is the coolest innovation in Laravel technique that I have come across in many, many years. Okay, so two things. Those are the two things that I have to talk about. Do you have okay. things to talk about? Deep liveware problems. Okay. My blog post that really resonated with basically everybody. Who's yeah, I lost my anything. job, but I didn't lose my job. Right, yeah, my clickbait uh-huh. <laughs> article. Um, fishing, we should probably talk about more. I don't know what to talk about, but I, I think we should. Uh, we um, did a pretty heavy upfront fishing. Oh, segment. I feel like we should fill it out though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll wrap back around to fishing. All right, maybe those are my my only two. Oh, one quick follow up from last week. Oh, two things. One follow up from last week, the the boss man Chris sent was the CGP Gray four light bulb concept. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the the family work. Yeah, etc. Right. In response, yeah, that was to just like a, and everyone's ex- just basically said, Caleb, feel better about yourself because like you're not going to be able to do everything. Right. Which is, it's actually good words because it did make me think like, yeah, if I wasn't like taking care of baby boy, like yeah, I would have like so much more time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd be able to do so much. Yeah. All right. So I guess this makes sense. Yeah. It's wild how when you're doing a lot of one thing, you have to do less of another thing. Right, it is. It is uh, curious. It's almost but like then a zero-sum game. There's, um, you know, what's his name? Stupid uh, Casey Neistat, who mm-hmm. you know, like, runs every day and does. You know like, what I think about things. Casey Neistat? <laughs> what's your take on? I'm, I'm positive you have a take on Casey Neistat, <laughs> and I'm so excited for it. Here's what I think about Casey Neistat. Yeah, Casey Neistat either is doing drugs or he's a bad dad. Because yeah, like, he, yeah. how are you getting all this shit done? <laughs> No, I know. He's it's, either a bad dad or he's doing to some his, meth math. According to his dominoes, the dude sleeps like four dominoes a day. 
which that's, is that is wild. That's not a lot, a lot of dominoes. <laughs> like that's he's like, oh look, it's simple, but really the the like the thesis I bet there he sleeps is like on planes a lot. Dude, I bet that dude's sleeping on his boosted boards all day you know snoozing on boostings like yeah if you're gonna sleep four hours well yeah you're definitely on cocaine and yeah you're gonna get a lot done for sure yeah but some of us have to sleep twice what you have to sleep so uh so there's that and we're not doing meth meth all the time and we're not doing meth casey neistat yeah that is ridiculous you can just stop with that yeah yeah stop pretending you're also being a good dad right that's what it is like instead of showing (laughs) neglecting his child (laughs) yeah Instead of showing some video of you running 50 miles at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. show a video of, like, throwing a ball with your kid. Yeah. You won't, because you don't have any. Yeah. Um, you've, you've never thrown a ball in your life, sir. Yeah. Yeah. JK, definitely. I'm sure he's actually a great person. Daniel, he doesn't listen to this. We don't have to... We don't know. know. Maybe he does listen to it. We don't have to go soft. He might be a programming enthusiast also. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, the other little follow-up thing, um, Mr. Matt Swanson. Is it, is mm-hmm. it Swanson or Samsonite? Samsonite? No, it's Swanson, right? Okay. Um, Matt Samsonite, he has a podcast, a new podcast Dude, called Dude, I Yagni. wanted to listen to it and then I didn't listen Dude, to it. you I'm liked s- the queued up tweet, which yeah. implies that you were going to listen to it. Well, it, I did queue it up. I just... Yeah, there's those are separate actions. What what happened is I queued it up, but then I didn't add a reminder to do to annoy me until I listened to it. Right, right. You need to fish so that you drive somewhere so that you listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Um, turns out that it is a good podcast. Not that I I doubted that it would be, but like this is, I think my new programming podcast. Hell yeah, yeah. Like it's it's what Friend no plans to merge should be. We just like goof off for two hours yeah, it's every what, week. They had a sponsor. But Actually, they're, I they're did like... start it, and they had a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, helps hub hub scout One of them. spot spell hub scouts help cup scouts cup, cup scout, scout. <laughs> brought to you by cup scout. Um, yeah, that is true. That was pretty official. Like the episode yeah. number one or whatever I'm listening to, I'm like, whoa, these guys, they're already like Getting light years ahead of like anything yeah. we've ever done. We just get sponsored by Tuple, but I- I'm going to rescind that sponsorship mid episode right yeah. now because they everything you say, <laughs> well, cause they didn't pay us, right. Cause they didn't actually sponsor us, but your video feed is so unbelievably laggy compared to the audio feed. Audio mm. is spot on, but the video mm. is just like totally out of sync like you just said yeah i'm changing it up i'm changing up we're actually sponsored by planet scale okay great yeah i'm gonna need one of those database hats hook it up yeah did you see aaron francis's tweet about um planet scale he's like usually you know when companies try to hype something really big i really you know they're wrong but this time they're right dude you're getting paid to say that Aaron. what was it though I don't Did actually it, know. <laughs> yeah, right. Was it a new? Was it database 2.0 hat? Because if so, that's valid. What's that? Remember their database hat? No. What are you talking? Oh, it's about? just a dad. It's a black dad hat that just says database. Oh, it's a sick hat. Cool. I want one. Yeah, me too. Um, Aaron, Aaron, um, Aaron, please sponsor the one. show with hats. No, we just want hats, Aaron. Give us fucking hats, Aaron. If you send us both, okay, we're gonna bleep out when we said planet scale because we'll bleep that one out too right right yeah we're gonna replace it with the word planet scale (laughs) 
<laughs> this is my favorite bit. This is this is great because no, I actually just added this functionality to the right, audio editing. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually using GPT three to do audio recognition and swapping. Right. Uh, I love uh, FFmpeg because um, FFmpeg is um, and did you know that um, okay so yeah Aaron uh, we're gonna replace those words but anyway um, sponsor the show we accept payment of one hat each sent to our addresses Daniel's address is 456 Asheville Lane Asheville um, Tennessee North 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 Tennessee um yeah, and mine I don't want to say on the show just because yeah. I don't know privacy yeah. stuff. But um. we've covered the fact that no one knows where you live. <laughs> no one knows where I live. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah, somebody on Twitter I just posted that fish picture before you know we hopped on here. And they're like, and your license plate is showing. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, where did you catch that in Buffalo? And I'm like, shut up! What are you doing, man? Now everybody knows. Nobody knows where I live, bro. Dude. Dude. Oh, we have to also remember to replace Buffalo with Buffalo. Right. Okay. Let's do okay, that we'll too. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. Well, now that we have all that stuff out of the way, let's yeah. talk about topics. Tell me about how you got, you know, let's start with the Laravel thing. Then we can talk about how you got fired. Yeah. It does relate because Aaron Francis is involved. Oh, is this strict mode? No. Fuck okay. no. Okay. I was just going to say, Daniel, so get off the show. Do you yeah. know about me and Aaron Francis's microeconomy? Mm-mm. Aaron Francis and I have a microeconomy where we buy an hour of each other's time back and forth forever. Um, okay. So I think most of the money getting spent on Laravel consulting is actually just me and Aaron Francis buying one hour of each other's time back and forth ad infinitum. Who's buying Laravel consulting? I buy an hour from him. He buys an hour from me. I buy an hour from him. He buys an hour from okay. me. Okay. And you do this to inflate the numbers of people consulting for Laravel. Yeah. And also to learn things from each other. Gotcha. Um, okay. So anyway, I am doing some consulting for a company and they had a classic like weird relationship that like isn't really a mm. relationship that Laravel supports. And so like, yeah. am I going to have like a computed property or like an accessor that yeah, yeah, I yeah. use to return a collection? But like that really, I want to do GitHub eager loading stuff. and I want to do all... Yeah, so then there's Stoudenmire, who has the has many deep. Stoudenmire, right. And all this other stuff, right? But yeah. it's like, I don't really want to depend on all these goddamn Stoudenmire packages. What if Stoudenmire gets hit by a bus? That's like, Shout out to Stoudenmire. <laughs> dude, there are 10 more packages. Chris sent me like four more of their pa- of his packages that are also dope. Okay. Anyway. Well, shout out to Stoudenmire for us not using your packages. Cause... Here's, here's the... Let me explain the problem first so that you can understand the problem. Um, there are stores, there are products, and there are categories. Right? Okay. Products yeah. are in categories. Yep. Categories are in stores. Yeah. Right? But, like, it's sort of like a white label thing where, like, a bunch of different stores can all choose to have the same category in them. Yeah. And then by doing that, they also get all the products that are in that category. Wait, say the last part again before that. So if I run a store, yeah, I can just say like, I want this category, this category, and this category. And yeah. then now I'm offering all of those categories in my store. Right. Right? So it's like white labeling. It's like drop shipping or whatever. Right? Yep. Um, so categories have subcategories. Okay. So categories can have parents. They have a parent ID, right? Of themselves? Uh-huh. Okay. 
So what I need to do is to get the all of the products for a store, I need to get all of the categories for a store mm-hmm. and all of that category's children and all of that category's children and all of that category's children ad infinitum until yeah. I've reached the end of the tree and then get the products for all of those categories. Because hmm. a parent product might have categories and or a parent category might have products and then also its child product category might have products. This is dark. It's not that dark. So what you think naturally, right, is like, oh, I have to write a custom relationship, right? Wait, but that's not the case. That is not the case, Caleb. Okay. Wait, is it really simple? It is sick. Is it really simple? Like, it's could I guess it? It's simpler than you'd think. Okay, I won't guess it. You tell me. Okay. So you're aware of the, are you aware of the con- concept of CTEs in MySQL? No. Okay. I forget what they stand for, so I'm going to have to Google it. But CTEs are, it's like a with statement. Okay. It stands for common table expressions. Uh, So you can basically say like with, and then you like do a MySQL expression, and then you name that MySQL expression. And it's basically like functions like a table. Okay. Right? So like I could say like select this from this and this from this and this from this as something else. So like I could say like select ID from posts, and then I'm going to join on this other thing. And then I'm going to select these two columns and I'm going to return that as like post users or something. Okay. So what we're doing basically, so the cool thing about CTEs is they can be recursive. So you can basically do a common table expression that is recursive, that like keeps unioning onto itself until it reaches a point where it returns no results. Okay. Right? So that's what we do for categories. So we write a CTE that basically like, keeps returning the child categories of the current category and unioning unioning them onto the collection until it reaches the bottom right okay and we're then we return all the category ids and all the store ids return all the category ids and the store ids okay yeah and so now we just use a regular old belongs to many on this virtual table okay Right, so we like we're basically creating a table that doesn't exist. Yeah, in memory, quote unquote. Yep. Um, and just using that as the basis for a belongs to many. Well, there you go. So you can do this anywhere. Okay. If you have like a distant relationship. Yeah. Right, where it's like I could write a query to get this shit. Right, right. But yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the relationships don't support it. Yeah. You can just write a CTE. That like is the query that gets these things. Yeah. And then you can just return a fake table full of the IDs of one thing and the IDs of another thing. Yeah. And use that as a pivot table for a belongs to many. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. A couple things. Uh, first thing. Yeah. This sounds like um, I don't know what CTs are. Never heard of them. Never mm-hmm. seen them. I don't know anything about my sequel. So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have done this kind of thing with subqueries in eloquent where like been like hey wouldn't it be sweet if i had a whole model just driven by a subquery or like a mysql view kind of thing but not actually a view um yes and and that's been awesome because it's like a virtual table and like that's the way like don't it sort of helped me and this is kind of in line with that that like form the philosophy of like never try to recreate some relationshipy thing and don't mess don't like go out of the bounds of eloquent relationships 
drop like do that stuff at the sequel level and just use standard eloquent like this is sushi's philosophy mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. as well as like don't do some wild thing that's going to recreate a relationship to like you know a raw array create it like a literal sequel light thing so that it's a pure so that the laravel part is pure and then everything just falls into place so this sounds right in line with that so rah rah i dig it never heard of cts um what i guess i guess i don't know like without i, I still don't understand them like more fully than what you mm-hmm. gave so me and maybe that's okay CTEs aren't just... the point the, the point is the philosophy right yeah. which yeah. is the like any distant relationship that I ever have in the future, yeah, I now no longer need to fight with the question, yeah, should I create a custom relationship? That's cool. Should I go look for a package that like right. allows me to unlock this relationship? Yeah. Should I just return a collection? Should like should I blah de blah de blah? Yeah. It's now like, oh no, I now have a piece of technology where like I can at will create a pivot table between two right. distantly related things like whenever i want yep yeah that's cool um i don't know if this matters like be, like i you remember can't, you could actually make a mysql view also okay but um that's not what we did right the view is more uh, the reason i never go for the view is because it's more like actually inscribed in the database you know right. where like subqueries live in the code mm-hmm. live in your source code so i i've used those but yeah I stay away from the views. Um, could you do this with a subquery? Um, talk Sorry. to talk me through it. Like, how would you do it with a subquery? Well, you know, like, so I'm trying to I'm, I'm putting back the pieces here, but like, you know, a normal, you know, query of a table select blank from table when you do like select blank from instead of specifying a table you what do you wrap it in back tickers of aaron francis is rolling in his his chair right now um <laughs> you say instead of like saying from the table name you then like write a new query in there and that's a subquery it's like mm. basically a, a mysql expression that's a stand-in for a table yeah but imagine you're not actually writing you don't have a query builder what you have is a belongs to relationship okay Right, and that expects you to pass a table name to it. Right. So you need to be able to pass a table name to it. I got you. Right, 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 right. right. Or sorry, a belongs to many relationship, rather. Yes. So maybe I have only done this. Well, no, because the subquery, you do like some sort of as bit that makes it like, gives it like a temporary table name. So that's what CTEs are. Okay. So maybe what you're thinking of is CTEs. Because a CTE is basically just a, a named query. Dude. Uh, it, here, let me read you the definition. What's a CTE, bro? A common table expression, CTE, is a named temporary result set that exists within the scope of a single statement and can be referred to later within that statement, possibly multiple times. Okay. It's like a named subquery. Difference between CTE and subquery. Google says CTEs can be recursive. Uh-huh. That is also a thing. Subqueries cannot. Okay. Okay, so makes so, it yeah. especially well suited to tree structures. So, so that's that's cool because this is pretty hot, like little thing here. Like, you know, it's almost like you would have to print out a whole book about MySQL to have the level of knowledge to just be like, oh yeah, you need CTEs. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, to be clear, just I'm not stupid. I brought the idea of CTEs up. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Dude, he's you're not the one. stupid one. He's stupid. He's the one who's stupid. No, 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 no. But he's, he's, so the, he's the one. I brought the idea of CTEs up and was like, let's write a custom relationship using CTEs. And he was like, let's not write a custom relationship, but all but do it using CTEs. And that so was So you're cooler. both smart. We're both smart. So and that's why we smart. pay each other so much and money back and forth. That's why you pay each other. Got it. Well, that's really cool. I would like to see, You should do Just write this up in a blog post. This will be your first blog post. It might be. <laughs> Daniel, put on your do app that you need to write a freaking blog post. It's been yeah. ten years, Daniel. Yeah, I'm scheduled until two a.m. today. By the way, what? I have my time. It oh. is now two fifty-two p.m. Yeah, my time is allocated and spoken for between now and the hour of two o'clock a.m. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of hours because of NFTs. No, not because... Well, a little <gasps> bit because of NFTs. Right. It's, of course it's NFTs. A little bit, but only like an hour or two of that is What other of group of people are up until 2 a.m.? Well, it's not about... NFT they don't need to be present during 2 a.m. I just need to get the shit done, and that's when mm. I have time to do it. I schmeckle. Um, but you should write up a post about this, because then this is the kind of thing that um, would help me to understand it if I yeah, read yeah. it in a post. You would want so. to reference it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like a, there is some like specific shit with like how we inject this stuff before the belongs to many mm. happens, right? Because like you have to like somehow in you have to somehow inject this thing, yeah, before before you call reference its name, yeah, right. So what do you do that like, but like so in... there's like a before query that that oh. you can call on the database thing, and yeah. so. Uh, I basically have like a class that has like a method mm. that I just that like defines this relationship and so I just like call that method within the belongs to many Dude, it's cool crazy, man. this is crazy you know yeah, where my nutty. brain goes with this huh that Taylor maintains all this stuff he maintains a framework that has a before query method like he just has to you know what I'm saying yeah just every once in a while my mind just gets blown that I, I whine and complain about my little libraries being too big mm -hmm. and like, holy crap, this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the lot. good news is that I think probably Stoudenmire has tried to PR so many things into Laravel and gotten them rejected that like at the end of the day, if he wants there to be a before query method, he just has to go find the Stoudenmire PR where there's where he tries to get a before query method into the mm -hmm. framework. Um, okay, so that's very cool. So, yeah, you have some before query hook. You define this subquery-ish thing that's called a CTE. Mm -hmm. It's alias Which it to turns some out, name. As, as long as you can alias a subquery, it could also be a subquery. Okay, great. And then uh, and then you reference that name as in the belongs table to. As your table name belongs to, yeah. And then the relationship, uh, like the model on the other end, uses... Oh, because the, the pivot table... Oh, this is nice. So you're this making a nice. pivot table. You're fake... I, your fake thing right. is the pivot table. So I've done this where like the subquery drives out a whole model, but this is not that case. The subquery or the no. CTE is only driving it's out the pivot driving table pivot that table. connects two models. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's sick. Isn't it? And you can that's just you can do that with anything. Like no matter how distant nice. they are through your oh, app. Oh, I love that. You can just like crank a pivot table real quick and define a relationship around it. Oh my gosh, Daniel, that's Isn't that so sick? hot. Yeah. You could have so many dope relationships. Yeah. 
And this is the kind of thing where it's like, listen, listener, I know you're cool and smart and responsible and know when this is a good idea and when it's not. Don't go start doing this for every single relationship, all right, you crazy people? But Don't patronize our patrons, Daniel. They know when to and when not to. And that's what I said up front is I know that you, the listener, are a genius. But you're telling me. Don't tell the (laughs) non-listeners about this. Don't tell the non-listeners. Because they're not that smart. Yeah, right. It's true. If they were smart, they'd be listeners. Right. Of course. Yeah. Daniel, this is super hot. Isn't it super hot? Daniel, this freaking tuple video lag is ridiculous because your excitement, facial expression is mismatched with your voice. (laughs) So it's like. I love it. The wrong expression at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is an audio podcast. Is it? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Um, Daniel, this is hot. I It went from being like, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool to like, this is, this is, I, I guess it went from being, yeah, I've like hacked together some weird thing kind of like this, mm-hmm. but to, to like, no, this is new. Yeah. It's something that is. You just create pivot tables for whatever the fuck cool. you want all the time. So you need to write a blog post called mm-hmm. um, Virtual Pivot Tables is the first bad name, and then you mm-hmm. come up with a better name. But yeah, you write that, Daniel. Okay, buddy? Yes. Okay? You go ahead we'll and you ca- write we'll that call it. We'll call it Easy Distant Relationships with Virtual Pivot Tables. Call it, um, call it the Eloquent Relation Silver Bullet Technique. Ooh. Call it, I found a silver bullet for eloquent relations, for difficult eloquent relations. And I, I won't even mention Aaron in it. I'll like make sure to take all the, because like, here's the thing. Everything he did on that call was a work for hire, right? Yeah, so, so he yeah, doesn't yeah. get any credit for this. Right. I paid him to do the work, so I get all the credit. Yeah. I did yep. the work because I had the money. I took all the risk. <laughs> yeah. When we'll edit that part out of this show. Yeah. So that they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll replace his name with Aaron Francis's name. That's true. Yeah. So that people just think it was Aaron Francis. Because Aaron Francis is a database guy. So they'll, right. think, so they'll oh, never know yeah. who actually. Okay, great. Yeah, let's do that. Um, oh, I just thought of something randomly. Uh, have you seen Level's um, Avatar Oh, AI yeah. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you done this yet? I haven't yet. You got to do it. I don't want to pay him. I want to just Dude. learn stable diffusion. I know. I, I almost... Because Jack McDade <laughs> posted some cool pics. Yeah. Chris is doing it too. Oh, of course Chris is doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not like that. I, I don't know. It takes a lot for me to like roll up my sleeves and actually like... It's kind of like the NFT thing. To mm-hmm. actually install a thing and get a thing running locally that's not PHP. Well, that's a little outside of my area of expertise or willingness. Yeah. So I was like, sure, 30 bucks, done. Mm. Cool. Mm. Um, yeah. But, oh, and then I had this brilliant idea of like, so I, I had my pictures and Hannah was like, those are really cool. You should take one of these next time you go to get a haircut and be like, make me look like this, you know, an AI generated version of myself. An AI generated haircut? <laughs> yeah. That's so I, title. Because it, it gave me... <sighs> You know, title, AI different haircuts. Haircut. Right. Yeah, dude. Definitely, dude. Definitely. Uh, let me write that down. AI generated haircut. So so she's like, you should take this, you know, to the hairdresser or whatever. And and I instantly was like, oh my gosh, I need to make a tool for haircuts where you just like upload a few pictures of yourself and then it gives you like 20 haircuts and you just say, yeah, I want this one. And then you oh go get gosh. your haircut this way. 
Right. Okay. Brilliant. Right. Like just yes. the smartest thing that anyone's ever thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, already exists. Somebody already was like, I was inspired by Peter Lovell's thing, so I challenged myself in 24 hours to make a, you know, as a startup. Yeah. So it's like the same thing, except it doesn't look that good. So I mean, it's I. It didn't look good enough for me to pay for it. Room for improvement. Um, it, it literally kind of looked like copy pasty haircutty junk. Like, I don't know. Well, you know, you never want to enter a market where there are no competitors, Caleb. That's what I've learned from Justin Jackson. Y- y- right. Like now that one person kind of is doing yeah, it. They validated they the idea. Don't do it. Right. Yeah. I love all the people like Peter is like, um, you know, like he, he did a little bit of like whining or complaining or just being like, ugh, about people copying him, mm-hmm. you know, and then everybody else is like, dude. You're, you're just not doing using anything. like people's yeah. like smart code. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not doing anything. Right. Um, oh, which, did you, you know, build an image upload field? Same, I know, right? <laughs> did you build an image <laughs> upload field and you're running uh, someone else's software and processing Stripe payments? <laughs> Dude, hats <laughs> off. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm all about no, it. But yeah, it is pretty that funny. Is a guy, that, like, that is a guy yeah. who has succeeded in making the most money for the least effort of anybody in software development. <laughs> I may maybe yeah i yeah maybe index.php framework index.php framework yeah dude is nuts his like self-supporting stuff like you just you you have an issue with this that you can't find in like the fact or the knowledge base or whatever here's a like click this button i'll refund you and blow up your account like you yeah. know it's great it's great it's great he has the balls to do that that's what yeah. it is just like Everyone else is just being garbage at support or stressing out about the it. The button should like, just be called I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You yes. click it and it gives you your money back. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's a really good button name. Um, yeah. Okay. Lovely. So Daniel, tell me about the time yeah. you got fired. I didn't get so fired. So I lost I just... my job and you got fired. I didn't get fired. I never had a job. <laughs> um, yeah, so I interviewed. I did an interview. That's even worse. I have not done, I guess, what you would call a big tech interview. Ever. Ah, uh, okay. And I interviewed at Titan, but like Titan, those interviews are good. Those are good interviews. Small tech. Small tech. Um, yeah. I remember, uh, side note, sidebar, when I applied for Titan, the coding challenge was basically I felt like it was just a prompting to see if we read or follow like Adam Wathen's like array transformation stuff because that's what mm-hmm. it was. It was like mm-hmm. here's an array of data, transform it into this. And I feel like they were just looking to and see was, that I didn't it was write a JSON. for each loop. It came in as JSON. Oh yeah. And there was like an Easter And there was like a it. bug in the JSON. Oh, there was a bug in the JSON, just like a misplaced character or something. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little. Yeah, it's true. Right. So we probably we had the, the same we got one, hired huh? in the same. Oh yeah, process. we did. We were in the so same. So we did round. the same interview. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't get the job. This yeah, is I'm fun. better this than is, you. Yeah. Right, you're better than me. <laughs> this is great. Well, no, because now you didn't get the job. No, I didn't. Get Maybe the job. I'll get the job. Right, that's um, true. I should apply, dude. Get my vengeance. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I didn't get the job. Whatever. But the coding challenge. I remember later on telling Matt being like like but i feel like you i mean you were just looking to see if we know how to use like collections or something like that and he Mm -hmm. he i i feel like he was just like not being honest with me when he was saying he's like no not at all like we just wanted to see you know your style i'm like dude did you write a test for yours i don't know i wrote tests for mine did you that's why Mm -hmm. you got the job that's why i got the job but anyway Um, that's the level of titan interview is just like 
can you write an array map not that i mean it was good and the whole thing was like bound up in a class i remember specifically like i made like a sexy little class that encapsulated all the logic and then wrote a test for that class and like it was sick really i it's still in a just somewhere um sheesh mcgeesh doid um okay so so yeah back to you george back to me george so uh, I was interviewing for a job. So and there's it's a this big guy, tech interview. Not there's this guy who's interview. who hit me up a couple of times over the past year or so. Saying, listener of the show? Listener of the show. So saying, you know who you are. You know who you are. Saying, why don't you come work with me at company who sponsors a lot of podcasts? Okay. I can't say. I guess I could say. Nothing's stopping me from saying the name, but I think. It's I Cub Scout. I think I shouldn't say the name. I'm going to say it. It's Cub Scout. Because I'm going to reveal some things. Um, right. And so, if, if you slip up and say his name, we'll just replace it we'll with replace Aaron Francis's name. With Aaron Francis, yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll interview. Right? I yes. said no last time. I said yes this time Yeah. to interviewing. So I go through the process. First thing is like, uh, are you a psychopath conversation, I think. Just like make sure you're a normal human being. Yep. Um, then step two is like this automated coding challenge um, where there's like these questions. Each question has a time limit uh, and you have to like, it's kind of like a JS fiddle type of situation, but with like tests. So like okay. there are like test cases that you need to make go green. Yeah. And that is your task. This is in PHP. It's in PHP, JavaScript and SQL. Okay. So you need to write SQL queries, oh, you need to write PHP, gets... and you need <laughs> to write JavaScript. I Don't they aced, know that we can't write SQL? <laughs> I aced that. Okay. Uh, with the exception of one assertion, which I swear to God was bugged because like, I swear that the code I wrote would have made this assertion pass. Um, but like the assertion itself, like, like you only get the name of the assertion. You don't get to see the code that's written for the assertion. And, like, the name of the assertion was, like, not all departments have users. And so, like, I wrote a test case where not all the departments had users. Yeah. And it generated the code I would expect, but that it didn't make the thing go green. So, I don't know. Um, okay. Anyway, so I get, like, a 97 or something on that, right? Sorry. Then uh, then I move on. And so then I talk to the, uh, like, king of tech over there. Okay. Right? And, uh, oh, I should say, like, I came in, like, interviewing for a software developer job. Um, and then at some point, they got confused and thought I was interviewing for an engineering manager job. Um, and I was like, whatever. Like, I'm kind of interested in engineering manager job. Like, yeah. whatever. And so, like, I end up I end up basically getting to this point where I'm talking to the king of tech and I'm like, listen, here's the deal. I don't want to sit in meetings for five hours a day and not touch code. Like I like code. Um, but I also don't want to just like mindlessly close tickets, right? So if there's a role where like I can be involved in like helping to like plan a big refactor and like something like that, like those are roles that I'm interested in. Uh, I'm not super interested in like mindlessly closing tickets. I'm not super interested in sitting in meetings all day. And he basically was like, well, there's four teams of like 10 to 15 developers. We're trying to get a tech lead installed in each team. So how about the tech lead job for one of these teams? I was like, yes, that is good. 
That is what I want. So now I'm interviewing for tech lead. Um, I don't know exactly how much money this is, but based on the salary numbers I was hearing thrown around for developer positions, I'm guessing this is big time money. Okay. Uh, like, how Netflix, do we quantify Netflix and Amazon type Netflix of money. money? Netflix and Amazon type of money. Okay. Um, fang money, as they call it. Um, so anyway, Which, let me say that I believe is a myth and mm-hmm. and nobody makes that much money and um and i was hoping that this would prove me wrong remember i'm like i you really hope get you this get job. this yeah. so that i don't keep saying that like that's a myth that developers mm-hmm. make that much money um but it remains a myth it's at still least a myth. for now yeah so anyway along the way i'm hearing a lot of things about the job that are a little bit red flags yeah um but there's also this giant number in my head. Yeah. That is sort of extrapolated from a smaller but still giant number. Yeah. And so I'm thinking like, well, this number is going to be even gianter, right? Yes. So now I've got this like number in my head and I'm thinking like, wow, how many years would I have to work at that to just have millions of dollars? Not that right. long, right? Oh, so yeah. like I'm here, I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll put up with any amount of bullshit. I'm going to pay that. somebody to rake my lawn. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Um, so then we eventually get to like the coding challenge the structure is this there you get on you have a 30 minute kickoff call yeah where you meet these code reviewer people who are going to be your code reviewers yeah uh and then they email you like a requirements document basically okay um and beforehand they had told me you can use any tooling any framework you'd like but you can't use an ORM okay one of the things I had learned along the way is this is a large PHP app uh, which has gradually been pulling in various Laravel components so it uses the Laravel router it uses Laravel Mm -hmm. controllers Um, they have their own sort of concept of models um, and they return collections yeah so they're using collections of models Okay. Um, but they don't use an ORM okay. of any kind. Um, and Who needs I, I kind of like asked some follow-up questions of like, hey, is this like, are we like trending towards building a Laravel app here? Like, are we just going to keep replacing components until eventually we have a Laravel app? Or like, is there like a philosophical reason we're not using an ORM? Yeah. Right? And what I got to was like, Different people within the company have different opinions. And some people want to use Eloquent. Some people want to use Doctrine. Some people think ORMs are bad. Yeah. I was like, okay, that sounds true. (laughs) That sounds like PHP developers if I've ever heard anyone. Uh Um, But I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, I'm smart and charming. I bet I could convince these people to use Eloquent given enough time. Right? Absolutely. So, like, whatever. (laughs) Um, so I bone up on my SQL. Um, I bone up on all the like low level PHP PDO bullshit. Oh, nice. Okay. So you had I, a warning. Yeah. I spent, right. I don't know, 30 hours getting great at my SQL and PHP and stuff. Yep. Um, just like learning all the shit. Yep. Selects and joins and 
and CTEs and all kinds of stuff, you know? And That's like, how you know CTEs. You were bluffing. You're not smart. You just interviewed. Yeah, I studied. That's, I'm, not, I'm not inherently smart. I have to study. I'm a loser <laughs> okay. like that. Right. right. Um, so anyway, we get to this interview and, uh, you know, it's like a classic, like, there's quizzes and quizzes have questions and questions have options and some of them are multi-choice and some of them are single choice like just a classic Classic. web app thing you know and it's like design this thing so like i do laravel with no orm you know so i like write all the migrations for all the tables and all this other stuff and then i'm like okay so now i'm gonna write this sequel like where does the sequel go where do you put it you know so like, okay, so I come into a controller and I'm like, give me all the questions, right? Yeah. Like, where do I write the sequel that gets the questions? And like, should I end up with like an, a, a collection of objects that I'm then passing down to the view? Or like, what, huh. like what, how do you structure an app that does this, you know? Okay, okay. And because there's no models, right? First gut thing is like repository, right? Like make a class that's in charge of getting this stuff. Put what that stuff? sort of plumbing inside there. The questions. Okay, so you make a questions repository. Okay. You make uh, answers repository. Yeah. You make you make a, so you be, you basically create a quote unquote model. Yeah, basically. But you just like, call it a repository. <laughs> make your little DTOs that represent like the individual rows that have properties of the individual tables. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the objects are the rows, the class. Right, right. The yeah, yeah. You know, a class is like a blueprint, Daniel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a house with yeah, a blueprint. Yeah. So the instances would represent the rows. The classes themselves would represent the tables. That's right. Yeah. And then the repositories kind of like coordinate that stuff. Let me okay. tell you about the repository pattern, Daniel. So here's what I did because I'm stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I did was that... But I was like, well, I want a good API for this. Mm. So I'm going to create a create method. I'm going to create a base model class, and then I'm going to extend that for all of my little objects. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to create a create method, and I'm going to create a find one and a find all method um, that takes an ID, or it takes a value, which, and then it has a second parameter, which is a column, which defaults to ID. So you could say like find yeah. one one and it'll just return the thing with ID one. But you could yeah. also say find one blah comma slug and it will find the one that has a slug of blah. Yeah. Sexy little API for okay. fake models. So I start building like fake eloquent yeah. basically. Um, I waste a lot of time doing this. Okay. Um, probably two hours okay. building fake eloquent. Uh, didn't realize Are people was... watching you? No. Okay. So it's like, fuck off. Okay, so like half hour kickoff call. Fuck off for four hours. Yeah. Uh, if you need anything, you can email us a question. Okay. And we'll answer it via email. Okay. Um, and uh, then we're going to have a one hour like review call where we review your thing. Sure. Anyway, I didn't realize how long I was spending on this like fake eloquent thing. And then like by the time I realized like I was probably like wasting a lot of time here. I was like, well, should I like back out and just like make a class full of methods that are each a SQL query? Hmm. Or 
is it better to like stay the course? Yeah. And I made the choice to stay the course, which ended up just taking way longer. Hmm. And I just ran out of time and didn't complete one of the things that I needed to complete. Oh no. How many things did you need to complete? Uh, so I need, you needed to make like a quiz page mm-hmm. that yeah. where they take a quiz, which is like yeah. the, a form, mm-hmm. right? A form created from like these dynamic things in the database. Yeah. Then you need to obviously handle the quiz submission and like store the values. Mm-hmm. And then they had like this kind of complicated query that was like, one of the questions was, are you happy? Um, and so they wanted to say for people who are happy, what is the most commonly answered? What is the most common answer to each question? And for people who are not happy, what is the most common answer to each question? Okay. And like display that on a results page. Yep. Um, And so that was the one I was in the middle of writing that query and I just ran out of time. Mm. Um, And so then I get there and I'm like, uh, well, I didn't finish the thing. Uh, The part that I didn't finish is the hard part. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I did do is build an ORM, even though you hate ORMs, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, I knew, like, it was from the moment I got on the call, I was like, well, I'm not getting this fucking job. Okay. Like, I just fucked this up so bad, you know? Oh, man. And it was just, it wasn't like, I, like, I wasn't outclassed by the problem, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. I just made bad decisions. Mm. And... The reason I made bad decisions, I've like analyzed it, you know, within myself. The reason I made bad decisions is because I was uncomfortable because I had no idea what their code style was, Mm. you know? And so I was like, I want to write good code and the community from which my sense of what good code looks like comes is a very ORME community. So, like, yeah. to me, code that doesn't look ORME doesn't look good. Yeah. And so I want to impress these people. And so my natural tendency is to, like, mm. make the code, make the API look like the good APIs that I am used to seeing. Yeah. And so I just waste all this time doing that when obviously the correct thing to do is red, green, refactor this all the way. Yeah. But that's not what I did. Well, Daniel. Um, so, yeah, did- anyway. Well, that sucks, Daniel. I cannot tell you how depressed I was. Wow. Because I got an email like Shoot, 45 you... minutes later. Oh, that really? Was like, that was like, we're not going to be proceeding with you. Best of luck. Oh, man. I was like, dude. Yeah, that's I was tough. so depressed. Not even because I like, partly because like I had like built up this idea that I was just going to make a lot of money in my head. Yeah. And then now I'm not. But like now that's worn off and it's like, I actually don't think I really care about that. Yeah. But I hadn't had anybody recently tell me, like, you're not up to par for you're what we... Like, wanting. you're not good enough. And you're wanting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yep. No one yeah. told me I wasn't good enough in a long time. No one told me I did a bad job in a long time. Mm. Um, and yeah, those are good, like, obviously I, things. I made mistakes. Like, obviously, like, it was completely based on, like, my choices and decisions. And, like, if I had thought a little harder about it, I should have expected, like, they're not going to be impressed by the fact that you built an ORM when their challenge was don't use an ORM. Right. Um, but uh, hmm. that hmm. is what happened. Well, Daniel, I got to say, I can relate. 
The last time I was severely rejected in a way that made me severely depressed was when you got the job that I didn't get. Mm. Um, so I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, really, like I do remember that experience and that was like, oh my gosh, that was just so crushing. I put so much time into it. Where, like I cared so much. Yeah. More than, more than like a lot of things in life and didn't yeah. get it and was but then you very, did get it. very not happy. But then I did get it. Because they were just like, we need more people. We don't want to go yeah. through the whole argument. And then you, had to, then you had to spend the, the next like, two years figuring out why it was that I was better than you. We know why. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, he's not. He's just fucking, no. he made a joke or something and they liked no, it. No, <laughs> no. Well, really, let's just say that we are like exactly equal programmers. It definitely is the fact that you just carry yourself like you don't care if you get the job. And yeah. then, then people who are going to hire you are just like, I mean, that's just your like edge in life. They just like it. I just reek of like, give me the job, give me the job, please. Give me I the think job. I was putting <laughs> off that energy. Like, I think I was putting uh, off that energy in this interview, TBH. In this one? Yeah, I think yeah. I looked nervous. I was nervous. Oh, dude, you Caleb that interview, bro. Dude, it wasn't. Great. You weren't Danieling the interview. It wasn't dude. great. That's the problem. That's crazy, man. I totally wouldn't expect this. This is totally not what I would expect. It's this just is, like uh, this it's is crazy. just like so wild. It's like if you are like I don't know, like say you're like an expert sushi chef or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've been like making sushi your whole life, you know, and yeah. you've got like, you spent decades like perfecting the knife technique yeah. and like you can just like feel the perfect amount of rice in your hand and you like clump it, you know, exactly how tight or loose the roll should be, you know, for sure. And all this, right? Yeah, <laughs> Someone, all of that. then you're like interviewing at like a big sushi restaurant that's going to pay you like double what uh what you could make somewhere else right and then uh and then they're like so actually instead of rice we're going to be using quinoa uh mm -hmm. and instead of fish we're going to be using slices of avocado and you don't get to use a knife yeah and then you're like how do i do good job yeah when i'm not using any of the tools or techniques that i've like that I think are the things that I'm good at and that I've perfected and that I can show off with. I know. And I don't really know what good quinoa avocado sushi tastes like. You know, I've never had yeah. it before. And like, honestly, I can't imagine why anyone would choose this. That's why, I mean, I'm not going to say that you're not a good programmer. I'm going to say I'm not a good programmer in mm -hmm. that like, dude, there because there are good programmers who are like, you know, I disagree. I disagree with the thing you're about to say. They can do stuff like that, you know, like more tech generalist programmers, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, I it, think you know. I think there are programmers who are great at specific things, and then there are programmers who are like good at a like, lot, a lot of things. Yeah, you know, but mm -hmm. like, I promise you that like the tech generalist programmer who would like just intuitively know what they wanted from that interview and like just crush it in the yeah. easy way is like not as deep as you or I are in the things we're deep in, you know? Right. Yeah. And like that comes at a cost, like our depth in the things that we're deep in comes at a large cost yeah. to the things that we're not deep in. And right. I have mostly, honestly, the last six months just been like doing new shit. That's not the same shit I've always done. Yeah. Right. Um, just had, didn't happen to be that shit. <laughs> right. If only they needed a blockchain, non-blockchain app. Yeah, with Go routines. 
Um, I remember, I think, I don't know, like just some of the JavaScript still, some Alpine stuff at some point, probably Livewire too, of like, you know, writing the Livewire package, the backend part is like, oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of very custom, it's all custom code, it's not appy code, but I'm in Laravel, you know, I got service providers and stuff like that. But the JavaScript code, I remember very much like, I mean, that's why I rewrote all of the things many times because I just like have a blank JavaScript file and I'm like, there's no predetermined structure of any kind. Mm -hmm. It is completely bespoke. Yeah. And I just remember being like, how do you structure JavaScript applications? What do you do? You just make up your own stuff all the time. Yeah. And now I have my own like groove and my own, you know, way of doing that kind of thing. But yeah. And yours but I wouldn't. Even, your thing's for... even not an application. It's a package. So like, yeah, right. It has I know, like one, dude. At the end of the day, it has like one export. Oh my gosh! You if know? I was building an app, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like because these I next do apps. think you've built a next app. Yeah. It's like okay, so you have pages. These pages not files. anymore. Right. But yeah. yeah but you, you used to pages. have pages. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. But yeah. it's like okay, well. Backend programming requires more than one file per route. Like sometimes there's like models. <laughs> Dude, and... stupid page files that just defer to some other stupid component that's like a one-to-one, but like you can't name it the exact same thing. So you name it like the mostly exact same thing and yep. give it some generic suffix like root or page or component or something. You know, it's just yeah. stupid. It's, it's wild. stupid. We're so much but it's better like, than everybody what else. What are they like... You know, like, that's the thing with, like, living in an opinionated world is that, like, mm-hmm. we don't have to think about a lot of those problems. Um, yeah, I know. And yep. th- there's pros and cons to that. Pros are we get to think a lot more deeply about, like, some more interesting problems, I think, than, like, where should files go. Um, yeah. But we also, like when confronted with a blank slate are like, oh, I don't know where files go. How do programs work? <laughs> yeah yeah it's true uh and i would need more than four hours to like sit down and give you a good answer that i liked you know right 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 you know what i think daniel Mm. um i think that so i i just said you know like like we're better than everybody you know and they don't know what they're doing those other developers daniel Mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing that's not true also yeah no they it is true they don't know what they're talking about right so yes, they're bad. I'm, I'm leading you into uh, an anecdote about um, my my brother was just in town, mm-hmm. and have we talked about the supply house before? Did I tell you about the last time he dragged me to supply house? No, nope. it's a fun it's a funny story, but I want to make sure that that we're capped off with uh, with Daniel lost his job. Uh, yeah, well, I mean that was that was basically that. Like, it was so clear that like. The only th- the only redeeming thing I had to like make up for I didn't complete the assignment was yeah. like look at this cool thing that I was building instead of completing the assignment. And that was not a thing that they valued. Right. And so that was not worth a damn to them. So obviously I didn't get the thing. Yeah. But now I think I feel better because having interacted with those people who would have been my bosses. Yeah. And they, the things that they value in programming. Yeah, it would be... It is clear that ev- literally every day would have been a fight. 
Yes. I would have been... 100%. I Like, it would have been a war, and it would have been a war to basically get promoted and promoted until I got to decide what everything was in that company. Because yeah. no one above me in the company likes the things that I like. So I would have basically had to, like, outlast everyone or outcompete everyone to get to a point where I could make those decisions or convince the people in power to make those decisions. Yeah. And I don't think I want to spend the next five years fighting no. to be allowed to use Laravel. 100%. And I... Like, I want to just use it. Yeah, it's not a... That's not even a rationalization. I mean, you, like, you could be... What you could be doing is rationalizing your failure. Mm-hmm. And you should. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, if you're looking for validation that, 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 you know, working there would be like anytime you've... You know, and I remember the, like, first programming job I had used... um what's that stupid case convention where you say the type like it's it's a pascal case where Mm -hmm. like an array the variable name of an array has to say like a for to signify that it's an array and that's a lowercase first letter and then you say the thing and if it's a string you say s oh my gosh and i hated it so much and everybody else was totally on board with it and we had all these heated debates but it, whatever, it's a small example of the kind of thing that like, you know, when you're just like surrounded by people who have like totally different, like wildly different opinions, it's just, you're going to be, you're going to lose your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like an extreme example of, uh, and your, I have felt example. that to be fair, I have felt that in every job ever. For sure. But Boss like, man, Chris used PHP storm. What's wrong with him? Right. But like over time, like there are things from Shout all of those jobs. There's things from all of those jobs that like I took and love. Yeah. Right? Like there's things there are boss oh, and Chris le- style yeah, things like, that I do yeah. now that uh-huh. I'm sure would drive you crazy. Yeah. Right. There I mean when when I did that work for a uh, baseball football service and they had like every wrong thing on the planet in my mm-hmm. eyes. But I, I definitely took a few things away, no doubt. Yeah. Like, you know what? I, I, use t- Kafka I type for everything. Hint, I type hint things. I like type systems yeah. now. That's yeah, something dude, I didn't like. That's right. I didn't you're, like type systems before I worked for Bossman Chris. And Bossman Chris and I have had many fights about why type systems are pointless. Yeah. And I was wrong. And type systems are good. You Don't know? tell that to Bossman Chris. Don't well, he him. already messaged Don't me and said, it's hilarious hearing you defend types to Caleb. I know. That's I great. Like, oh. I bet he loves that. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, that's great, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you, Daniel. Dude, You're that better was a off. fucking dark Who day, though. Needs them. I can't even express how depressed I was. Like the mm. in the hours following that email, like yeah, I had to, get, yeah. I had to get, I had to like eat dinner, and I like didn't want to eat. Mm. And like we put on an episode of Survivor, and I was like, "This is so annoying. Let's turn this off." Like I just hated everything. Yeah. And then I woke up yeah. and I felt like kind of a lot better. I don't know. It was wild how depressed I I didn't even respond to the email. I was just like, fuck these people. (laughs) Uh And then the next day I wrote like a really nice response. Shouldn't have, dude. Burn that bridge. I'm a nice guy. Also, it was from the like hiring director and she was very nice. Okay. All right. Well, who needs them, Daniel? That's what I said. Who needs them? Who needs them? You don't need them. Someone can take their fang money and shove it up their chest cheating. (laughs) Relax. Oh, they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I forgot. What? No, one of them does, and he's the what? guy who likes Laravel. Oh, great. Don't tell the other guys about this episode. Don't. Guy. Don't tell them. You keep that to yourself you now. You keep that to yourself. You hold this in your heart. You listen to it anytime you're frustrated at work.
Yep. Yep. Um, briefly, the anecdote about the supply house, Daniel, because, you know. Right, your brother. So, you know, he's labor man turned into programmer. He's a programmer now. Yeah, jack of all trades. Yep. And he looks more like a programmer now than he did before he was a programmer. Did he get cool be- glasses? He has cool glasses. So he cool. he's married to somebody who's really cool. Uh-huh. And she dresses him up. Because yeah. before her, the dude, I mean, Brock just, his style was labor. Labor guy. Labor guy. Carhartts. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Carhartts, totally. Like, yeah. dude had Carhartts mm-hmm. for days. One you of know? my best friends is a plumber. I know exactly. I know the yeah, guy. Yeah, you know the guy. You know the style. Um, So... Brock doesn't look like that anymore. For some reason. Well, whatever. Okay. Last time he was in, not this last week, but like whatever, some time ago, he came in and was going to help me with a heating problem. Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to need X, Y, and Z phalange and couple three couplers and triple sec and whatever. Couple three, couple three, couple two, couple three, coupling, <laughs> coupler. And they never, the thing about the laborers, when they say, they say couple or coupling or coupler, interchangeably uh-huh. they like the, like oh the thermal couple is it actually a thermal couple or is it a thermal coupler right and i don't know because uh-huh. i feel like they're always just switching the little suffix there yeah. like to the other it's like oh yeah that's a that's a coupling and that's a coupler and that's mm-hmm. a couple and two, this is why we look down on them <laughs> right the labor class <laughs> is just so I'm fucking annoying <laughs> so i wish we could automate here. away all their jobs so because I'm like the punk brother, I've always just like, you know, um, just berated my brother with like, just like labor jokes. stuff. was funny though, because like to somebody, I can't let that leak out because yeah, yeah. Cause then it becomes me just being a douchebag. But it's my brother. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just like ribbing on him the way that he yeah. would rib on me. It with is having cool that like, he's become a better person though by leaving that Well, class. totally. He's yeah. a lot smarter now. Ever since, you know, his hands got less dirty, he's just been so and much more better. upstanding. Yeah. yeah. I would say morally better probably too. Well, right. Objectively better. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, I would say like, I would just call him the, a laborer, like you and the laborers, like all the time. It's like the laborers, you know, it's just like one of my stupid Caleb things that <laughs> what are you guys I actually had a really bad one. Again? Ooh. <laughs> I had, right. You love the laborers. So, okay. So he... So we need a couple phalanges. We go. Oh, he tells me before before he comes in town last time. He tells me, hey, Caleb, um, why don't you just run to the supply house and grab a couple, two, three of these coupling couplers? And I'm like, no way, Rock. I'm not going in the supply. And, you know, he's Caleb, you know, and it's just classic Brock and Caleb. He's telling me that, like, in his mind, I'm just like this, like, scaredy cat guy who doesn't want to, you know. Exactly. He's like, dude, just go to the house and like be a man and get your coupling. And I'm like, dude, no, I won't. I'm gonna wait for you to come in because I'm not going to the supply house. I don't I don't belong there, <laughs> you know? I'm not gonna like drive to like the industrial sector of Buffalo, get out of my sedan, walk in there with my Patagonia jacket <laughs> and on. And my clear glasses and or my, whatever. <laughs> I know, with like my big glasses. Walk in there. And ask for some coupler, and they're just going to, like, run me out of the place. Okay, so classic Brock and Caleb. Brock's like, Caleb, you're being an idiot, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Okay. Right? Overreacting. Way Mm -hmm. big overreaction, right? Come on. Come Mm -hmm. on. So Mm -hmm. we go to the supply house when he gets in. We walk in there. 
you know, labor dude in the back counter. This is, you know, picture a supply house. This is not like a normal store. They have shelves, but it's not like a normal store. It's like a not store store. Mm-hmm. And and the guy's like, Brock, how the hell are you? Where you been, man? You fell, you know, and it's like they're all is chummy. This your stupid brother? Right, I know this. <laughs> so they're all chummy with each uh-huh. other. And Brock has this innate ability that he can turn on because I know Brock outside of labor. And he's mm-hmm. not like this that much. But when he's in the labor class, he's shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. They all shoot the shit. Oh, yeah. And they're it's a like, lot of rizzing and Oh, and my ribbing. gosh. It's crazy. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, this is not, you know, I don't know if I could really hold my own here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But still, this isn't so bad, right? Mm-hmm. Then a guy comes up to the counter trying to return a part. They rip him apart to his face. And he's foreign, mind you. So bummer on him. Bummer on them. But bummer for him. He's foreign. They literally say to his face, they're like, this is why we don't let homeowners come in here. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dying inside because like we're witnessing this guy getting verbally like ripped apart, basically like verbally. Yeah, just annihilated. So unbelievably looked down on, so rude to this guy. Then they turn back to Brock and they're like, oh yeah, like, oh dude, we know, right? Like the homeowners, dude, like they suck. Anyway, we walk out of there and I'm like, I can't believe you're going to send me in that place <laughs> without being a labor guy. Yeah, they they would have smelled it on me. Dude, they would have reeked of it. So this last time, he doesn't even ask me to go to the supply house ahead of time. But we go to the supply house to get our little schmeckle rune thingy. And we go to the supply house. And again, he doesn't know these people, but it's chummy, chummy all over the place. He's got his, his old labor fleece on with like He's the doing logo and valor yeah he just like had it yeah. on by hat, stolen just, valor. what's that stolen valor is like when you're not in the military but you like wear a military uniform and try and act oh, like you're in the military totally yeah so he just like had his old company jacket on which is a local hvac company that goes in this place all the time and and whatever they're just like chummy breeze shooting and oh so i mean we just had a ball like my stand-up routine about this is like a half an hour long i'll just keep it to one minute like the things that these guys say well first you have to shit on everybody like that's just you have to do that you have oh the guys don't know what they're talking oh oh, you freaking guys yeah oh those guys and whoever the guys are but Uh everybody else is junk and Uh doesn't know what's going on you Mm -hmm. know and then (laughs) we go to catch up like we would never do that in our industry we would never do that we wouldn't we're better than that (laughs) We go to cash out. Well, first they're like, "Do you want this on the account?" Like this guy, Brock could be like paid to as like a heist man for labor. Like, yeah, he could just say yes. He could have just been like, "Yeah, put it on the account." They're like, uh, "He's like, no, I'll pay cash if that's cool." And they're like, "Oh, oh, that's gonna be thirty bucks plus tax." Thanks, Kathy Hochul. And this is like New York politics. They're just whatever. And then whatever. So they start some whole shooting the breeze about the football stadium and then he goes he goes oh but the indians <laughs> he just calls them indians like we live next to reservation he's like oh, but the indians they owned us that money they owned us like instead of owed us they just owned us and he just kept saying owned us oh and so like, this, it's like the indians owned us though you know and it's these kathy hokel and they don't know what they're talking about whatever walk out of there got my real slice of life labor sector stuff and the bit here is that like well the real bit is the bits are kind of over but but like if i walked in there man they'd smell it on me a mile away they'd be like you didn't insult anyone sure you didn't act like you're better than anybody you Mm -hmm. don't know anything about football 
mm-hmm. or local politics. Yeah. You're out of here, dude. You can't you even shoot hands. the shit with us. And you have the softest hands ever. Get out. Get out. All this to say, I think that we should be more that way in our industry. You think? Like, I think just we a should little be bo- harder. more like esoteric and unappealing. Well, just less soft. We're too yeah. soft. We're too respectful. And we're not driving away enough people. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. So the trades do have this going for them. By being completely unapproachable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they have really like etched out like a lot of job security for themselves. Yeah, because everyone's right? just too scared to. Yeah, to like they've just them. been like, no, you'll never understand this. You'll you're an never idiot, yeah. and like you're stupid for even thinking that you could ask a question about this. Right, right. We should start doing that because then that's right. We should gatekeep more. Yeah, we should gatekeep more because you know. GitHub Copilot's coming for us. Right. We need more job security. I think you're totally right. Oh, so we get out of there and we're talking, you know, we're just laughing and having a good time about it. And we're just talking about like, he's like, oh, and those guys, they're, they're, they're behind the counter supply house clerks. Like they're, we rib on them. You know, like he's like, those guys that you're scared of, that those fish, they're going to eat you. I'm the bigger fish. And then there's, yeah, exactly. Like those guys are a joke. Yeah. Um, they act like they know what they're talking about. I'm like, this is what it's like at every level. It's like they act like they don't. They don't know what they're talking about. Nobody knows what they're talking about. So I just want to say that more about people. Mm-hmm. Like those front end guys, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? They don't yeah. know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. The Indians, Kathy Hochul. They owed it to us. They owned us. They owned, <laughs> they, they owned us in the most like Buffalo accent ever. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you about that because I think it's very funny that, um, that yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're that too I, nice. We're too nice in this industry. We are. We got to stiffen up and yell at people more. I mean, I told when Brock was going to become a, a developer, I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Like, You're going to have to be nice. <laughs> like he's, he's so much more, he's, he's not the labor type. Like his character is just so much more nice and respectful <laughs> and like normal. Well, um, but I'm like, dude, like you've been with the wolves for years. Like the stuff that, that they just say like at the shop randomly, you would never hear in a, like a tech job. Like, well, like and my, if you heard a little bit of it, it would be smeared all over Twitter. My first job, like outs in like tech at all. Yeah, I was working at this agency, right? But I came straight out of a kitchen into this. Oh, well, there job, you go. There you right? go. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The in kitchen's kitchen, like the- <laughs> in a kitchen. It is a madhouse, and it is like appropriate to walk by someone who's cutting fifty pounds of carrots, and just like walk by and be like, "Dude, you're doing a terrible fucking job," and yeah. then like continue walking, right? Yeah. Like you're not gonna add any constructive input. You're not gonna offer to help. You just, right. Fuck you. You suck. Mm. I'm going to keep moving, you know? Yeah. And like, so like the amount of like criticism of other people's work for no reason that is like encouraged in kitchens um, and just generally being an asshole to other yeah. people, <laughs> right. not letting anyone get away with anything, always saying that other people aren't working hard, always saying that other people are like, you know, not good at things, whatever. Yeah. It's a very like dog eat dog environment. Um, I come into like a little marketing agency and like 
I need a, you know, I need a, a graphic from a designer to put into a website. Yeah. And I'm waiting on it. And I had to like very quickly adapt to like, you can't just be mean to people because they're not right. giving you the thing that you need right now. Like, this is an office. We're nice Dude. to each other in here. Just like yeah. when, when it's like a question of like, are, am I going to be nice or mean? It's always nice. Yeah. Even if they are objectively like dropping the ball extremely hard, you have to be really nice about that. And I, it was What's such a foreign that? concept to me. Yeah. That, I don't know what's up with that, Daniel. Something oh, is... I think it's good. I think it's better. Yeah, no, it is for sure. It's better. But it, There's, it's... There is no good that comes of making people feel bad about being <laughs> at work. Being at work, you're at work. You already feel bad about being at work. The you only have to be better at work thing, or else you die. Right. The thing about the wolves and, you know, being in the wolf pack <laughs> is, is like, well, you have zero fear of anything. The only thing you're afraid of, of saying something, I don't know, I've never been a labor, so I'm just shooting from the hip here. But, you know, the only thing you're afraid of is, is like offending somebody who's a bigger fish than you. And it's mm-hmm. gonna just decide that they hate you and talk about like talk bad about you and everything and just that like, is not true. Ask Brock. Those people fight. Wait, well, that's what I'm saying. Like the thing that you have to worry about is is that person not liking you or like, in, but like not in soft not padded gonna, world. But like not that they're gonna not like you and then that's gonna lead to them talking shit and then that's gonna like affect your career. They're gonna hit you with their fists. <laughs> The point is, these aren't roofers we're talking about, Daniel. These are HVAC people. They're they all work on the same jobs. Labor. They all work on the same jobs. No, I know. So, Daniel, my point is, is that like in our world, you just like say something kind of aggressively, and like you just have to be so you know careful to not like say the wrong things. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel that. So uh, sensitive. I feel like I have to be this careful. It's cancel culture, Daniel. It's the, lib- it's the liberal media, really. I feel like I have to be careful not to <laughs> uh, not to mean the wrong thing. Yeah. But I'm not that worried about someone misinterpreting what I say. Because I feel very confident that, like, if someone misunderstands, I'll be like, you misunderstood. This is what I meant. And if they don't accept that, then they're not a good faith actor and I don't care. You know what it is? It's that, like... Sometimes you want to just go primal and let someone have it. Oh, but I you, do it all the time. Dude, and you I don't do want to risk all the losing time. your job. What do you mean? I do it all the time. Dude, what are you talking about? You I don't go even work for anybody, Daniel. What are you yeah, talking well, about? That's that's one of the things that frees me up to go primal. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, you could go even less primal. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to like say F you. I just want to like really throw down, you know, mm-hmm. with a coworker. Oh, and yeah. And for it to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all I want. Well, you're going to need to get a job first. First, I got to get a job. <laughs> or you could just tell Jason Beggs to go fuck himself. Right. <laughs> you're, I, all, you're only that's a real what I, I just, like, totally dog on Jason all the time. Because, oh, man. <laughs> oh, um, ripping Jason apart. Yeah, that's what I need to do is just be like real hard on Jason just to have that experience. Um, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, somebody tweeted, speaking of people being dicks at work, uh-huh. somebody tweeted like, hey, my such and such thing got merged into Rails without without THH coming in at the last second and making me feel like whatever, just <laughs> shitting on me basically. Um, 
And then he which unmerged was, it. <laughs> right. Instant unmerge block. Uh, yeah. Revert commit. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Um, yeah. Which I, so I, I don't know. I just like took note of that and was like, I do remember thinking, you know, DHH's whole philosophy of like being a jerk and everything and how mm-hmm. it's like good to like argue all the time. That's his whole thing. It's like arguing is good, right? Like mm-hmm. it's good to to have a pain, you know, his whole thing. Okay. To, to give him like more respect than just like totally straw manning him. Like his thing of like have strong opinions, you know, mm-hmm. like have an opinion and stake mm-hmm. your claim in something and then argue with people about it and then change it when somebody has about, you know. And I've always kind of gone back and forth with that because you know my struggle with with not having opinions. Like I do have random strong opinions about stupid stuff, but I do totally feel in this like weird nebulous state where everything is both right and wrong at the same time, and it's all trade offs all the way down. So like I can't really give anybody like an opinion about programming anymore very much. Mm-hmm. Except that ORMs are probably preferable to no ORMs. Right. Yeah, and except all the other opinions that we spew on here constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but um but daniel let me tell you mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just sort of i saw this tweet and was like okay well i have to undo all the times where i thought like it's it's good to be like dhh because it's not mm-hmm. you know i mean we know that but it's like yeah i don't know i guess that whole like being being really abrasive all the time kind of isolates you everyone's like mad well not just like isolates you but like there are people like that is a personality type right and like yeah. you and i both have totally. it right mm. like you and i can both like we can go to war and we have on this podcast over stupid <laughs> ideas going to war right yeah, but sure. like there are other people who don't have that personality type and that might just mean that they have a little more anxiety and they're not as confident just like yelling things that they don't yeah, have a lot of backing for less confrontational than us less out conf- there and like, <laughs> less like needlessly confident yeah all right that's uh, what it is, than yeah. us, right <laughs> totally. but like so what you're doing when you when you set that as like the conversational standard is like whoever like like you have to get in the ring and box for your idea or yeah. else, and like whoever boxes the best in the ring for their idea wins. Yeah. That idea is the one. You insulate yourself from all of the ideas that are had by people who don't want to box about Yeah, them. right. I know. Yeah, because it's just like. <laughs> and it's like, huh, maybe those ideas are actually better than your stupid fucking idea. I know. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's true. There, There is that. Um, that's definitely like the underbelly of that. It's like, no, this actually doesn't totally work because there's a lot of people who just won't you know go to mm-hmm. bat but still have good ideas i i don't know i think back at all like the really heated debates that i've engaged in and stuff um or just really strong opiniony debates and it's just more and more clear to me that you just basically come to the table with your your bent and then your bend your whatever your angle your bias your mm-hmm. dis- your opinion and then you just entrench yourself further in that and then the other Correct. person does the same thing and then it's like what was i just thinking about stuff that i used to care a lot about that i don't care about anymore maybe i don't think this is it but like commit messages you know i was listening to that that's the episode of um, the, the wave episode yeah the yeah uh well i'm the the episode that you queued up of um matt samsonite's podcast is mm-hmm. about commit messages awesome. yes and just remember samsonite uh mm-hmm. all of the um I remember all of the like 
debates that we had about that mm-hmm. and and it tightened and it's just like opinions i had and the whole like everything has got to be like imperative you know mood and and it has to be whatever and now it's like dude maybe it's just, i mean it's also the nature of the work i do but mm-hmm. it's like dude just whip who cares i don't know i just don't care about it anymore mm-hmm. i don't know there's just a lot of things that that you just get really you just like entrench your position more and more the more you argue which you know i don't know mm-hmm. whatever that's why i've like i don't really hang my hat on a lot of stuff anymore which well, i don't think is necessarily a good thing but i on the other hand am better than you um yes in the following way definitely i have had so many strong opinions on this show and then yeah. i have had to walk them back Right. I, the number of things I've walked back on this show publicly <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. You just got to yeah. know, getting to know me, that that's who I am. I have right. incredibly strong opinions held incredibly loosely. And yeah, I will walk them back when I'm you wrong. You will walk them back. And I will be wrong. You have I walked I will be wrong back. at some point and I will walk back that opinion. Yep, that's the truth. Um, Daniel... Uh, topic change. Um, Laravel acquired inertia. Okay, so Shopify. So I acquired... heard about this, but I heard no details. Shopify acquired Remix. Shopify acquired Remix. Laravel acquired inertia. Yep. No, they didn't. They didn't. So did they? Oh, I, did they not? No, they oh, did. Not. I saw tweets and I was like, "Is this real?" I know. But I didn't Dude, it's look not into it. real. Okay. Fuck. Christ. I don't know what level of real it is actually, but but I I messaged Taylor and was like. I don't know, like, hey, we should talk or something. I don't yeah. know, like, because it, like, it was just kind of what? a moment of like, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to reach yeah. out to him in some way about it. That like, I don't know, this like, real question mark, right? And he was like, no, it's um, people misinterpreting the situation, Thanks. but okay. um, but I mean, he he did rewrite the docs, and he is basically just going to put Laravel firepower at maintaining the the tool. You know, cool because Jonathan's at Tailwind and. Mm-hmm. um yeah who's gonna run so, inertia yeah exactly but you know in the moment okay so this was that um this was one of those moments where like there was a time in my life where this would have derailed me you know uh-huh. um but it's like dhh oh, man, rails just, to you yeah mm-hmm. dhh rails me mm-hmm. but you know i've come a long way i've been beaten battered and bruised yeah with lost like job <laughs> I've lost my job a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And so it was just an instance of, of this experience. And so I just decided to write a blog post and I started writing it. And, you know, it, it was basically like, I don't know. So folks, I wrote a blog post. It's called, I lost my job mm-hmm. and right. Or I'm out of a job. That's I'm, out of a job. I'm out of a job. Um, and it's on the internet and it seemed to have resonate with quite a few people. Um, and you, did you read it? I started reading it and didn't finish. You didn't finish the blog post, Daniel? Daniel, it's like, takes like two minutes. <laughs> it's a two minute long read. You didn't even start it. You're like, no, I no, I did. did. I did. You I didn't. did. No, no, no. You opened the I pad. got it. It was like, okay, like every time something comes up where I think like, oh, the, th- the work I'm doing is no longer relevant. I feel like I'm out of a job and like, you know, I feel really insecure. But at the end of the day, I realize I never actually do lose my job. Yeah, I guess that's the gist. Yeah, did I you, skimmed did, it. Did you see like the things I spe- the instances I specifically listed? 
I don't remember what they were, but I did see that there was a list. You didn't freaking read it, Daniel. No, I did. I just don't remember, Caleb. I skimmed it. Talk you to must me. have like literally. Caleb, if I had read it, had read your it, then it most would make, distracted brain on it, ever to it read. It would make really bad podcast material if I remembered everything oh, in it. It's no, better if you explain it. it for the listener who didn't read it. Well, whatever. Give it a check. It's a quick read, but it, it's probably like the most honest thing I've ever written. And it, the risk of writing something like that, like there's always that. That the, obviously, anytime there's some big inertia win, how do you think I feel about that? You know, bad. I think you feel bad about it. Yeah, I feel bad about it. And I anytime there's that. any win of like anything that is the opposite of the thing, and, and you know, like if you know me personally, you dude, know that Hot those Wire, things. You almost lost it. You almost died on Hot Wire. Dude, I almost died when Hot Wire came out. How laughable is that? That's the silliest thing ever. Fortunately, mm-hmm. there are people in my life who like or have when a little Baby bit. Baby View came out. You almost died again. Oh my gosh, dude! When View Baby Mini View or whatever out. the fuck it was called. So I almost wrote like a paragraph about that. In I did write it and then I deleted it. In oh no 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 no! Don't be loud. Um, in the post where I like after I like list these things and I'm further describing, um, you know, no, I was like, no, for real, like. I really thought I lost my job. Like, no, for mm-hmm. real. Like, I woke up. I was in Vail, Colorado on vacation with Hannah. And we're, we have, like, the suite from all these credit card points. We have, like, this whole suite in Vail. It's this, like, surreal experience. And I got up early. And I'm in, like, the living room. And and I got a text that was, like, hey, check this out. And showed petite view. And, I like, my stomach just dropped. You know, it was, like, a horrible, horrible experience. The whole day... I couldn't focus at all. I'm trying to like sit here on this like train experience through the mountains. And I'm just thinking about how I am like out of a job and you know, it's funny. I have a bunch of graffiti friends and every once in a while I'll see like that. One of my friends pieces got dissed and I'll like take a picture of it and just send it to them. Hmm. And they'll be like, what the fuck? Where is this? You Mm -hmm. know? And I feel like that's how you feel when someone sends you a text. Like you seen this? Where it's like, yeah, oh yeah. my god, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Yep. I, I gotta say, well, yeah. I think Ben Ornstein said one time, like, hey, you know, I know you think you're helping when you, like, send, like, if you're a friend and you send me... A link to a know, competitor doing something. Yeah, exactly. But actually, that just is really distracting, and I'm like, that's like a trigger, so please, like, don't. Yeah. And and I guess, like, I've tried to do the same thing, because I've, I've had the same tendency. Like, I when... You know, you're like, you think you're being a good friend when you're like, because you're, you're like, yeah, these people suck. Check this out. They're being sucky. Yeah. But in reality, you're just like triggering the person and making their heart rate explode and whatever. If you're listening to this and you're a friend of mine, you don't have to not send me stuff. If it's like petite view. Yeah. Send me that. But, um, but yeah, maybe not all the little things. So yeah, whatever. Just this dynamic, you know? So I actually listed out like a bunch of the experiences. I was just on a roll. And as I'm like writing it, this is the kind of thing. It was a it's a dangerous post and that that's why a lot of people liked it because it's an honest post. Right. And as you're writing it, your quest well, there there's that part of you that's like, maybe you shouldn't put this out there, you know? Um, okay, so here's the list. Um do not, inertia, don't read the list. Don't inertia read the was list. released. Come I on. did read this. Don't read the list. You don't want to read the list? No. <laughs> All right, we've already mentioned most things on the list. <laughs> right. Well, and it's not just a hit piece on inertia. I've felt this like from everything, and it's obviously it's it's not like saying any of these things are bad, but 
The interesting thing is I mentioned Petite View. Oh, I was saying I almost did this whole like thing about how Petite View was like one of the worst hits for me. Mm-hmm. And Evan Yu replies to the post and is like, great write-up. Like it has a bunch of good, you know, reflection on it, which I just thought Especially because was... he just got Turbo Pack. Right. This, if anybody is going to feel this, these vibes, it's going to freaking be him. And he's still saying like he, he said to some people are like, why are you? beefing on turbo pack which is the stupidest thing ever you know why he's beefing on it because they're yeah. freaking they're dogging him neck. like exactly in the worst way in the most direct way you could possibly yeah. and do they're, it. Just, they're talking shit exactly they're shooting shots did i talk to you about talking the concept of talking <laughs> shit the other day no i just was thinking like when i was in like pretty like white trash circles at, yeah well like lived in a punk house and shit um it is wild how many things happened because someone heard someone was talking shit, quote unquote. <laughs> it was like, yo, I heard they were talking yeah. shit and therefore a bunch of things are going to go down in, yeah. like because of that. It was just such a wild concept. The funny. idea that like I heard they were talking we shit. And, I don't need specifics or proof. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, don't need to, I don't need to know that you're not <laughs> lying to me. I don't need to know what it was that they said that you're qualifying right. as talking shit. All I need to hear is, yo, they were talking shit. Yeah. No way. Let's fucking go. <laughs> anyway, it was funny. That's great. So they were yeah. talking shit. Is what it... Yeah, and that's what they're doing. That's what Vercel is doing super directly. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really interesting that they're doing that. Like, it, I mean, it we, we've talked about that on douchey. the show. Just that it is a total douche move. Yeah. Totally douchey in the douchiest way. Um, and so people are like, why are you mad? You know, and, and he, he's like still kind of you saying, bad, he's like, I don't. I don't hate Turbo Pack. I just, they're just, their benchmarks are wrong. He's like, I'm not mad at Turbo Pack, which is whatever. Evan, if you're listening to this, it's okay to be mad. Also, and, uh, like, I know you're sack off a little bit, Evan. Tell them they're lying. Say they're lying. Don't say they're wrong. Yeah. They chose benchmarks. They knew, they knew that the better benchmarks existed. Yeah, dude. They're being they're silly, lying. dude. They're being so silly. I wonder how something like that really came to the surface. But did somebody just say like i guess i can relate in some small sense where like when i used to tout the size of alpine i would tout the broadly minified like the most optimistic size you sure. know but there's a lot of scenarios where your size is bigger than that you know yeah, obviously. um so it's like true but you're doing optimistic size versus optimistic size so it's fair no right yeah you're, and you're it's saying not... the most optimistic alpine versus the most optimistic react that's fair yeah versus if you're saying the most optimistic scenario for turbo pack versus right. a bad scenario for veet i know yeah that's not fair right yeah i mean that's just the problem with benchmarks in general but um but yeah so anyway yep i wrote a post and uh and a bunch of people you know like sort of it resonated with and but the risk of writing a post like that is that i've just done the thing like in the post i list the reasons that people don't write posts like these mm-hmm. and one and of then them now you've got people reaching out to you like dude i'm so sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> no not really actually the really the reaction has been like fine and none yeah. of it has bothered me at all except like there are like one or two people that their response is like huh i don't really feel that at all i'm really just like confident you know in the things i do and it, you know just, i'm mm-hmm. just like they're, they're being whatever but I'm, mm-hmm. I, my temptation is to reply like good for you man like really glad that you're like perfect you know, yeah yeah like good for you congrats bro that's right, right yeah good job and then they're like but, dude i heard caleb was talking shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait what 
um yeah so anyway but that's the risk so after it i immediately was like oh now everybody thinks that oh because some people would oh like uh somebody replied and was like hey man everything basically like everything has its time and you know like jQuery was a really impactful thing and like it's that's that matters and it like impacted stuff and and your stuff is the same like you've already crossed that threshold you're like jQuery. your stuff is impact and i'm like you should just go what you're kill saying yourself. is like i'm just like i yeah so I, that stuff was nails on a chalkboard that people <laughs> that that some people like interpreted as my resignation piece of like you know what it's all over it's on the downhill now so but it's yeah, that's not the case at all. I think maybe calling the post "I'm out of a job." You think that gave him that impression? Think, I think maybe some people might not have read all the lines. I don't right. know. Well, you I don't know, know why someone would skim. I a don't blog know post why like somebody that. would skim a super short, like honest, emotional uh, heart pour out of yeah. their very close friend. Yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of a person would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. So, yeah, Daniel, I know yeah. you didn't read the post. I won't even believe a word you say if you even tell me you skipped it. You're a bold-faced liar. <laughs> Caleb, so, I have one thing to say to you about this. Yes. The thing you're really stressed out about right now that you think is going to kill your thing, it <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for those words. They're very wise, and I will take them to heart. Or at least um, it won't right away. At least it won't right away. Don't give up. Yep. Take heart. Yep. you're Because th- things die. Things mm-hmm. do die. Oh. And things beat other things all We'd be the time. dying. But uh but also we all right die. overnight. Dude, even like Turbo Pack is like forget all the stuff surrounding it. Veet is still what's up for everybody. It just like was the conversation for a day. It was like, oh yeah, Turbo Pack's the new thing everyone I uses mean, now. I mean, I think as people start doing more create next apps with the new next. Yeah, then it'll just be Then it'll that. slowly take over. Right because create next app rules the world yeah but it's like people haven't built that many new applications since next 13 was released or whatever so this is the big mystery daniel you can't build an app with next right you can how do you build an app you just can't build an app only with next right what do you use like how do you build so i've done sas app i've done it it's annoying but have you built built like I've a built an SAS app that had SAS auth app? and models and a database and shit. But the auth was NFT auth. No, that w- it was JWT. Okay. And you used a database? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's and annoying. What did, you, did you use an ORM? Yeah, I used Prisma. Prisma, okay. Guess so what? Use some Prisma, off the sh- I don't like it. Okay. But you use some off-the-shelf ORM. Uh-huh. You use some off-the-shelf auth stuff. And, I use and then you have next. database. And okay, Shout does it work? Planet scale. Where's my hat? Um, <laughs> and does, does it work, work well enough? Like, is it? I hated it. Okay. But I think the things I hated about it have now been fixed. Okay. Because I had to do a bunch of like, uh, like server side props. Yeah. Shit. In right, order right, to right. do the auth. Yeah. So now I'm like having to duplicate this auth code on all the pages that get auth, or else create like a base auth page to abstract for all the other things yeah you know what i'm saying super annoying um that being said uh oh what do you think about this like data fetching stuff it feels very live wire right what stuff the next data fetching stuff walk me through it you can just call methods 
that are server-side methods in your client-side components. I'm not on that train. I'll have to look at it. It's dope. Is it? Cool. Yeah. I, not to be the yeah. guy who sends you a thing that competes with your thing. Yeah, dude. Would you shut up about the thing? <laughs> no, but no, no, one, no yeah. one who's doing this was going to be using your thing anyway. Yeah, dude. Um, um, yeah, no, that, I mean, you know, that or, that's the big, so, like... To put it more gently, no one who's using your thing was going to be doing this anyway. That is an eventuality, and let me just say that, like, yeah, it's an eventuality, and if I don't get to it before the JavaScript community does, which they've already gotten to it, and they'll get they'll do more with it, that's going to be the way that we all interact with the back end. You just what call you methods. None well, of these you can kind of do it. Ajaxy stuff. You can kind of do it with. Yeah, that's what I said. With LiveWire. Yeah, with Live. Oh, what do you mean? I mean, that's like LiveWire's whole thing. That's yeah, yeah. The whole bit. But I mean, that's what they're doing now. But they're yeah. doing it on WebSockets, which is kind of cool. Are they? Mm-hmm. Everything oh. is on WebSockets. Their whole thing is on WebSockets. Really, dude? It's pretty cool. Dude, bummer about Node just being able to do that really easily. Dude, what do you think about this Franken-PHP? Super cool. I want it to be the thing that changes the game, please. Fucking so cool, right? Oh, so cool. Franken-PHP. Listener, folks, Franken-PHP, it's written in Go, right? It's written in Go. So this is the alternative to... what is Go to... great at? Concurrency. That's right. So, yeah, it's basically a way to That's another thing, like the FFmpeg thing that I got, I got linked from like 70 different people. This is called Daniel. concurrency. The thing that we're doing right now is called concurrency. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's concurrent. And yeah, dude... Franken PHP has has a built-in Mercure hub. Done. Yeah, it's made like, by the guy who made Mercure. Yeah, that's great. I they need to be better at like marketing and making things official. Um, yes. So, uh, so please do that, Symphony folks. Kevin Dungalas, please do that, and that would be great because if we could have this running all our apps, ooh, sky's the limit. Sky that's is so the sick. limit. All right, well, Daniel, we've we've gotten through our topics, right? I mean, I had like live words. I always have live words to talk about another time. Yeah, another time. Um, we've gotten through a lot of topics, and we've also gotten yeah. through two hours and ten minutes or something. Uh, so what's this episode? Oh, no, it's only one fifty-three apparently. Called. It's called um, AI generated haircut. AI generated haircut. Right. Okay. Yeah, All right. So one. should we sign off? Oh yeah, I suppose we'll sign off. If you would be willing to cue, the I will do it. I'm going to cue the outro music, right? Yep. And now.